We're back. Hello. We're back again by not popular demand. This is the Just a Couple of Bagels podcast with me, Tom. And me, Sam. Oh, we're back again. How The first one was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it went well. It went quick. It did go very quick. Let's hope this one won't go as quick because then we can fit a bit more in. Yeah. You can listen to our lovely voices. <laughs> um, what have you been up to during the week then? I sweated my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> it has been very warm here in England. Very. It's been 29 degrees today. Crazy. Ooh, it's been lovely. I mean, it's done wonders for my t shirt tan. Yeah, I was going to say, our t shirt tan's going to go on well out. It's wonderful. I'm like a fab. Yes. You have that nice sort of white bit on yes, yes. there. It's not great. I think that's a testament to all tennis coaches who have a t shirt tan. Yeah. So it's awful when you go to the beach on a holiday after a good, good few weeks. <laughs> You're just there going. Yeah, I hope this evens out. It's, yeah. it's not going to work. No, it's awful. A week, a week in Spain is not enough. <laughs> you need at least two. Yeah, at least two. It's two. Minimum. And that's just to recuperate from all the kids that you've been teaching. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah Christ. You definitely need it. Right, so I think today, this week, we said we're going to talk about the coach education system in England. Yes, we did. Well, Our opinion on it. If, if I was to give it a rating out of 10, I'd probably say about uh, a 7. Yeah, I'd say it's getting better. I think the problem is, I'd say if you went down south, you, I think a lot more people would say it's strong seven to eight. There is a lot, lot more going on there. I feel like it's improving, but like definitely around our area, there's not a lot. No, and if you're wondering whether it is the Cheshire area, the Cheshire sort of north, northwest sort of area, yeah. there's not a lot. We have to go all the way to Lancashire, to Bolton. Yeah, Leeds, Bolton. It's not too far, but in the grand scheme, and plus the, I find the courses that aren't as entertaining as the ones down south. No. I feel like we get a lot of a lot of the safeguarding courses, which are important, but they get boring. <laughs> <laughs> how many more times can you learn how to do a register properly? Yeah, business management stuff, which you know it's all right for an hour, but when that's all you get, it's really boring. I think I'm an expert in the cardio tennis course now. Yes, yeah, I'll say expert. That's a good point, Anna. Though I think it's about six points you get for that. You do, yeah. So it's not bad when you get good, some good credits from it, but like I said, they probably should. They need, I know they are doing work, but they need to do more of it. So you should look for that because I know people can sometimes do like privately done ones. Right, they can yeah. still count towards it. I did one with um, strength and conditioning coach at Bolton, Howard Green. And yeah. that was quite interesting. It was only about two hours and it was about two credits worth. But it was interesting. and things. I think things like that are quite good. There are there are a few ones you've just got to look around and you've really got to look for them. You do, yeah. You've got to search. And I've just got the online ones as well now. Oh, Yes. Which, you know, always nice when you just need two credits to get your accreditation. Well, where's an easy online one I can do? <laughs> just power on through it. Have you tried that? I haven't, I've seen them, but I haven't seen, I haven't really done one on the LTA, where it's, um, where you've got to be a line judge for umpiring. I've ones. seen them. I've yeah. seen them. I want to, I want to try one. I'll see what it is. I don't think I have the concentration to be a line judge. <laughs> all that pressure. It's all that pressure. I was like watching the tennis rather than the line, so. Right. Should we move on what's been happening in the tennis, tennising world? Tennis and World, yeah. Um, obviously, Battle of the Brits start this week. It's good. You know, you've watched a bit, I've watched a bit. Yeah, I watched bits on Amazon Prime. Um, still get used to watching stuff on Amazon Prime. Oh. Especially on my Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> One point in. Have, yeah. they, st- have they stopped? No, no, no it's, buff- it's just it's buffering. buffering. again. But yeah, fine. It's been, it's been good. It's been interesting. Obviously, really weird about the crowd. A black screen. It is, it is a bit weird. The weirdest thing, actually, is... Um, They've got to pick up their own balls, haven't they? Yeah, it's like they're watching a junior match. Because yeah. um, Andy Murray was interviewed after his first one with um, Liam Brody. Yeah. Um, and he says, and the interviewer just said, "So when was the last time you had to pick up your own balls? You went about seventeen years ago." Yeah. And it's just like, 
Yeah. To be fair, I don't think it worked too bad. The other thing that was quite interesting as well was because um, there was no ball boys, they didn't go to the towel as much. No, I, I noticed that it was. Yeah, I guess I don't actually pick up on that, but I guess so. Looking back on it, yeah. But what I have told you before, which is the one thing I did hate, is the squeaky chair. <laughs> I didn't pick up again. I didn't pick up on that. You didn't pick up. No. Every time they went for a changeover, you just had them sit down. And you just hear a squeaky, squeaky, squeaky noise. It was horrible. Someone needs to bloody fix the chairs, or yeah. they could just have plastic ones. But hey, I thought it was pretty good. But then. The not so good bit is Mr. Novak Djokovic's Game tournament. Corona. Pretty much everybody who has done that tournament has got coronavirus. Yeah. He got it. I think Zverev had it. Dimitrov definitely got it. Yeah. Chorich has got it. The only person who I believe who took part in it who didn't get it was Dominic Team. Interesting. And he's in the south of France now playing Patrick Maratogalou's Ultimate Tennis Showdown. Right, okay. I, I think it's always risky because obviously the difference is that they've gone. He's gone to different European countries. Battle of the Brits is just Britain. But the the other thing that I found, if you look, if you watched any of it, it looked like a normal tournament. Oh, right, the okay. crowd, the crowds were packed. It yeah. was it was very sort of casual. Is the word I'd use. It right. wasn't particularly conscious about what was happening in the world. Yeah, I think probably not the best idea for his. No. Publicity. I admire him. I admire him for doing it and trying to keep it as normal as possible and trying to get people to come and watch. But it just wasn't sensible. No, I think Kerryos is definitely. Oh, he's he's gone off now. He didn't agree with tournaments anyway. Sort of saying. Yeah. So, so I told you not to do it. Well, he was right. Well, it's fair. But other Brits I say it's different. It's it it's very well controlled. It's all at the National Tennis Centre where it can exactly, all be controlled. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's good. I like it. I mean, it's better than nothing. Obviously, it might you know. The problems now might arise for the US Open. It does, because now they've got it. They're going to have to self-isolate, as everyone does, and make sure they don't get it. But it's the... I mean, they're not allowing fans into the US Open, which I think is the big difference. Yeah, I just think they travel. People won't want to travel, because I know day-to-day life, people are sort of like... I also have to think about the um, if they'll be able to get into the country. I know, like, obviously, US, especially with Trump in, is very strict with the borders. I know you like the UK in, so maybe Anne Murray can go and win. No one else is there. No one else is there. Liam Brody can get to yeah, the final. Yeah, Liam Brody in the final. Imagine. Well, it was quite nice. Was, do you know what? That's the first time it's ever been one of those moments where you sort of you've met a tennis player. And yeah. Because um, Liam came down when the tour stopped. He came down to David Lockchever for a bit, and I saw him quite a bit down there. Yeah, he's in Naomi, doesn't he? So. Mm. Um. So that was quite a weird thing. I've met you, I've yeah. talked to you. Yeah, exactly, it's always cool. And it was, but yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I look forward to it a little bit more now, because there's quite a few people I haven't seen. Um, I haven't really seen much of Cameron Norrie. No, say, yeah, I haven't watched him much. But he was a good player. He's a lot of promise there, I think, with Cameron Norrie. Yeah. Dad Evans playing well. He's playing very well. Andy looked quite, Andy looked quite good moving around the court, because that was the one thing I was sort of quite concerned about, whether he'd yeah. move around. Yeah, he was fit though, not he? He's you watched that documentary on uh, Prime. Yes. That's crazy. That is a great documentary. He's now the bionic man. Yeah, he's crazy fit there. It's, it's, the atten- it's the attention to detail. As I mean, he even gives flack to his fitness coaches when he does things. Like, if he does sprints with them. And he's yeah. still, do you remember the scene where they're doing, the, uh, they're doing laps up and down the beach? Stops, gets back, and Andy's down there. He's like... Um, 
it's just like a teacher telling off a pupil who hasn't tried hard. Says, that wasn't your best. It's clearly not your best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to try harder. Oh dear. Um, coaching wise, have you done much? Uh, I've, I've started. My hours are starting to pick up now. So had a few hours last week. This weekend, you've got the groups, haven't you? Got my groups. Mm-hmm. Got my groups back. Exciting. New groups. I'm speaking to. And when I was waiting for my privates, I was plugging people. Saw them walking around. No, Saturday. Yeah, you got to you got to get up. You got to get up. You got to know what a morning is. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know. I like it. I'm looking forward to it. I like my group coaches, group player sessions, just so. Yeah, good stuff. As long as they got people in there are all right. You know, as long as they listen. As long as they listen. As long as they listen in the bottom corner. That's like hoping that we get consistent weather in this country. It's just probably True. not. Yeah, I think it's weather turns again, isn't it? The weekend, Ooh, so. You're going to have fun. Yeah. Right, shall we move on to the main subject of this podcast? Yes, we probably should. Coaching education. What a lovely thing. Coach Ed. Yeah, so, so, I think it's di- it's different in different countries. Yeah. But the LTA one is recognised. It's got like the gold seal of approval from the ITF. Yeah, it's recognised everywhere. It's recognised it? everywhere. So, there are five levels. We're both on the third right. level. Yes. Which, to, to be fair, what's your opinion on judging people by levels? I think as long as you've got your level three, then, you know, you've got a pretty solid foundation. You know, you can trust a coach at level three. I think level two, I've seen level twos try and do private lessons before. Some of them are all right, but some of them you look at them and go, it's like shake your head and go, what are you doing? If you, The way that they're described with the level one and the level two for people who don't know is it's a coaching assistant. Yeah. The level one is sort of to give you a, a foundation of things, how to, it's it's mainly mini red based, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's all cute. All, all, Beginner, junior, sort of. It's sort of how to help run a little mini red lesson and to help out with school stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so it's like basic things of stages of a forehand or a backhand, how to progress it for a, a young person, fun little games, basically just a basic lesson plan for you to follow. Yeah. Level two, you go into more sort of, bigger group so it's more like with the mini orange and the mini green yeah, a little bit more technical as well yeah only only slightly i mean i think the bridge from level one to level two isn't a lot no i w- i'd say it built it builds on it and yeah. it just makes it as you say a little bit more complex and yeah makes it a little bit wider and the course is a bit longer as well i believe the first one is just a weekend and then you yeah. come back and do things and then it's is two, it two weekends weekend? yeah, two, two weekends and, and then your assessment um, and of course level three which is that's the big jump the level three is the big jump is where you and it's the big jump in price as well because they're not cheap no you know, I was lucky I was at Tease Beckett because I was a coach in Bursa I got a discount so I got I got like half half like 50% off look at you I know <laughs> um, I think level one was about if I'm, this is when I did I think the level one was about £200 then it goes up to £400 for the level two Level one, 200, level two, 400, and then it jumps up to about 700 pounds for your level three. Yeah. And if you've got to do a play test, which I did, it's another 50 quid. But then right, yeah. I was in the situation where I wasn't driving, I was getting two trains. Ah. It was, it was exhausting. I'd be up at about half five in the morning, get the first train, 
from Macclesfield into Manchester. I then had to run from Manchester Piccadilly all the way to Victoria in the uh, space of about 15, 10-15 minutes. I got the chance. And then I got the second one from Victoria all the way to Bolton. Yeah, rather than me there. I was, yeah, I, was at, I was at university doing mine, so it was on, on my campus. So I just woke up, five minute woke up to... Uh, to be fair though, I, did, I was late for one session, I'll tell you the story. Ooh. It was the night after the, um, I think it was Star Wars, The Last Jedi premiere. Oh, did you go and... I went to the premiere and I was like, oh, we're fine, we're fine, obviously, it's like a two-hour film. So I got to bed at like half, two once I got home, and woke up, I was like, oh god, <laughs> I'm late. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like half an hour late, I think it was snowing as well, Ooh. so I couldn't even run, because it, it was like, like black yeah. ice and all that, and I was trying to run, I was Shuffling. like, these little shuffles. And there's a big acre at my university. Where obviously it's grass, so it's back. I was sprinting through the grass, which is snowy, so it's difficult. But yeah, so that was. I got. I, I don't got think I was. I don't think I was late once. For I was only like you know half an hour, forty minutes late. But I got the grief for it. That I deserved. And rightly got the name. Very, C- very much. Got the name like C three PO for the day. <laughs> so, at least, we, at least we know your group are good, top quality band. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't ideal, but you know. Funny looking back on it. Living your life. Uh, what were your tutors like? My level one and two. I mean, all the tutors are amazing. Because what was the was the like a company that ran it, or was it just from yeah? The so universe? level what my level one and two are the same company. I think it's Impact Tennis with Stuart Twig. Okay, he's great. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I always found like level one and two. Like, level one, I think everyone passes. Yeah, I don't think there's much to it. No, I think what you've got to show. I think the main thing that I saw from it is that you've got to show sort of an awareness of health and safety, an yeah. understanding of what you were teaching and stressing that. Yeah. And just making it fun. You had to show that. I think that was what the main because you were working with little kids. Yeah. You've got to show the enthusiasm to keep the interest from the kid. Yeah, I think what helps as well is like, I don't know about you, but I did a lot of like young leaders awards when I was in school. Oh, okay. so I, I already did knew too. I already did a lot of coaching beforehand. Mm-hmm. So like going on to level one I knew the basic principles of coaching anyway, so... Well, because how old were you when you did your level one and your level two? Level one, you had to be 16, don't you? So yeah. I've been 16. And level two, I think I did like a year later, 17, mm-hmm. so... Because I think I rattled... I think I did one a year. So it was like... Yeah. I think it was 2000, 2017, did my level one. 2018, did my level two... Right. No, uh, 2016 level one, 2017 level two, and then 2018 did my level three. You were doing it at the same time, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. I had a, my level three was through my university, Carnegie Sports. Okay. So, yeah, I had my, I actually had my tennis coach <laughs> doing it. It was actually quite good. Yeah, great coach, great tutor. But it's like when I went to do training, he'd always like, because he had, he had situations don't yes. you know, and all that, so he'd always thought to me like I was a coach, you know, just so I was always ingrained, so I was always kind of learning with all three. Oh, that's quite good. So I was constantly throughout the week, because I trained pretty much five days a week, in training, and, you know, he'd say, right, you go on that court with my team, and I'd put them into a drill. So I was always practicing. So you got practice in that, that was from the course tutor yeah. as well. Yeah. That's quite so, good. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, for you it was different, because obviously you didn't, your tutor wasn't your coach, yeah. or your coach your tutor, I think it helped. The di- yeah, the difference I had, I did mine with Inspire to Coach. I did all three of mine with Inspire to Coach. And to be yeah. fair, I didn't really have a problem with it at all. Level one and level two, I'd, uh, I think my tutor was a guy called Steve Turnbull. 
Right, think he coached either Hull or Hull. He coached. I really, um, I quite, I liked all my shooters, but he was a little bit more energetic. He was very honest, but he was very constructive. He'd always tell you how to improve it and what have you, and he'd always be open to questions, which is what they should be like, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in my level three, I actually have three tutors. Um, okay. First one was uh, a guy called Richard Marklow, which is most most coaches who know of him through Inspirati Coach. I like to describe him as a bit. He's like he acts like David Brent. Right. The yeah. way he walks around court yeah. is brilliant. And you might have seen this with the one that you did it with, but they have a certain way of. Te- it's a bit like your driving test. They have a certain way teaching it this is how you do it this is how you pass it it's basically you've got to jump through so many oh yeah holes to pass it which no, is that's like, the only issue i have with the whole level three thing is it's it you're basically taught how to i think you're I taught know, how to pass the pass exam. i mean i was lucky with my coach that he taught he did teach us really well but you know he gets you know he gets them putting the emphasis that this is how you have to pass the test you might not be how you do it in the terms of real life, but this is the test. You got to pass it. You yeah. got to get these boxes ticked, which I had, I had a bit of an issue with. Cause like for us, like you have to, you, have, you obviously start off with a, a tiebreaker, which obviously you need to do to get judge what your player and what the weakness yeah. is. But like I've never, never have I since started off a lesson with a tiebreaker. I was to say, but I've stuck to the principle because we got told it's like you warm up. Tie break, it's sort of that analysation of what he plays. And I probably might do a similar thing. I might do an extended rally if it's someone new. Yeah. Which I think is how they go about it in the test because it's someone who you haven't played with. However, I did know the person who I ended up. All right, okay. Who I ended up being being assessed with on my level three. Um, But I follow that same principle of sort of like you do a warm up, you come in, you decide what you're going to work on, close practice. Development one, development two, open it up, yeah. then play the game at the end and see how it all went. Yes. Yeah. You follow that basic principle. I think you're sort of on to win. You might even you might not do two developments, you might only do one. Yeah. But I think that was one of the main things that I took away, especially from my level two and the level three, is that structure. And it's quite easy. Once you've got a structure in your head, it's quite easy just to plan things out. It's like I was speaking with a, a coach the other day, it was like if you can remember this structure and you give someone a teacher slice backhand, yeah. as long as you've got that structure in place, yeah. it's quite easy just to bang off lessons left, right and centre. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, the basic structure's there, which is good. But I think, you know, we should be more open to having... Yeah. Uh, the other... Yeah, so the other person that we had on the course was a guy called Nick Lawrence, right. who was... I think he was by far and away the favourite person who I had on that course. He was brilliant. Yeah. He'd worked with Andy Murray as a junior. He'd worked with quite a few people. Yeah. He'd coached in Germany without even being able to speak one word of German. Decent. Which I find amazing. Incredible. It is amazing. Um, and he made it more fun. He had that enthusiasm. Right. And it went off. He just made you want to listen. You were sort of there standing with your eyes wide right, open. Right, yeah. Just That's watching okay. people. He was brilliant. And he did, the one thing I remember him doing, he came, he came up, put us all in the line. He sat there, he goes, he's right, who wants a lesson? And picked one person, came out, and he literally asked the person, what, what do you feel you need to work on? And he just did it straight off there and then. 
Right. And then he came back, analysed it all, and said, right, you see how I've done this progression to progression. So you could see it working. Yeah. So I thought that was quite a nice way. And the other one I had was um, Mark 10, because Richard ended up, I think he had had to go to hospital or something, like knee surgery, so he didn't. So I had someone come in for the last module and then assess me, and that was Mark Tennant. And he was, I think he was probably, say, the bluntest <laughs> of them all. He was just like, some of you are going to fail. Like, you ha- you had this on yeah, level three. Yeah, did, yeah. Where some of them were blunt and say, some of you are going to fail and what have you. It sort of gave you a kick up the arse and say, right, knuckle down this. Because all the sort of terminology we had, like how to set up the lesson, all the court situations and all this lot, going through it all, like all the notes that I'd made, you just sort of, I kept reading them and reading them and reading them until it was in my brain. And yeah, yeah, it into do, yeah. Something. So I felt he was quite good for sort of, they all had their good qualities, but he was more sort of, right, this is serious, get on with it, which was quite good because he came in right at the end. Yeah, yeah, I think at the end, yeah, you need that. But the best thing, because uh, I had two people um, who assessed me. I don't know about you. Did you have two people? Did you have one? We had one, and then yeah, we had one. Were, yeah. you, were you able to get like any little hints of whether you had passed or not? Yes, yeah, Steve. I mean, obviously, only the coach. My my tutor was my coach, so he told me. Yeah. Oh, that's quite good. The one was because it was um, sort of like, do your assessment, off you go. Yeah. So I sort of like first one was a woman, Joe Hager, who was lovely, lovely woman. Um, and I came, and I was like, how to do, how to do, how to do. And she sort of like, she just smiled and just gave me a thumbs up. I was like, yes, that's one done. Yeah. That was my individual, and that did my group. My group was a lot harder. Which did you find easier? Well, I thought I found my individual easier than my group, but I actually failed my individual. Oh, yes. We'll get, we'll get onto that later. Technicality. We'll get onto that later. <laughs> um, but actually, in my, in my group... I, I remember when I was in my group, luckily, there was only, oh, we had, I had three in my group, so I had to feed in, which is fine. And one of the girls who was on my course was another person on that. Oh. Which I thought, she probably saved me too bad, because when we were starting it, I, I kind of choked, and no words were coming out of my mouth. Oh. And I was there, like, I kind of looked at her, just like, <laughs> just relax, you know, just, you know, she just kept kind of calm. I remember when she was next to me as well, she just kept saying, you're doing well, just you know, keep on going, what are mm-hmm. you doing? She's like, like, and that angel on the shoulder decided to tell me, you're doing fine, just keep on breathing sort of thing. I think I've got a weird thing. It's not sort of zoning out. Yeah. But if it's sort of like one of those high-pressured situations, I'm quite good at sort of forgetting they're watching me. Yeah. But in a group, it slip. the group one, it slips it. I think that's why I found it a little bit more challenging because I had to do, I think my condition was, it was building on the serve in a double scenario. Right, okay. And I had, going all well, I think one of the criticisms I talked a lot, but the reason I talked a lot is I had this old guy in the group. Yeah. And he kept, he just kept disputing everything I said. So it took me twice as long to say why I should do this. That's not what you want, is it? No. That's not ideal for for an exam. Um, I think think what we're looking at is everyone who was there knew it was an exam. mm. So they kind of kept quiet and just... Just went along. I think they had like a briefing before saying, you know, don't be dicks. Just, you know, if you don't agree with something, just go on with it. You know, you're getting getting free coaching, so just, you know. Um, But yeah, after that one, it was Mark who had done my group one, and I saw him on the way out. I said, give me any little hint. 
and he just gave me, he says, I can't really tell you, but he smiled at me. You know when someone like gives you that smile, I said, like, hey, it was good. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Um, but to be fair, you can you can save yourself in that because you have to do a review. You do a review at the end, yeah. You do a review at the end. And if you openly say that you made a mistake or yeah. oh, I would have done this better, yeah, you can save yourself a little bit because one person did save themselves. I remember because he said, I've cocked up on this. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't do this bit. He'd like he'd forgotten to do I think he'd forgotten to do part of the warm up or something. Right. Something along those lines. It was like a glaring thing he forgot to do. Yeah. And he'd mentioned he mentioned it in his review and it saved him. Right, okay. That's good. <laughs> Which is quite good. Yeah. Um so shall we talk about because you you had your little problem on your level three. So yeah, what I, what did what did they fail? Because if no one knows, when you do the the pass criteria you're not allowed to get a single thing wrong on it. No. You can have things left blank. Yeah. If you didn't demonstrate them or something. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to have all ticks. Yeah. So can you remember what it was? You... I think the primary one was my timing was off. So from you have, you have to, obviously you have different progressions, don't you? Yeah. I had my progression from hand feeding to rally rally yeah. ball was too slow, which obviously then okay. but the thing is. But I can't remember exactly the ones that I got. It has a domino effect. If you get one wrong, it kind of dominoes. Like you can't do too much about it. Like yeah, it's like groups it all together. But the primary one was my timing, which I think is harsh. I think, I think that's slightly harsh because was the person struggling to progress from one to the I was, other? I, I can't remember exactly how they now. I can't remember it. But I didn't. I I had half these implies if they're very capable of rallying, but obviously you got to show the progression. So I did the hand feeding. And then from the examiner's point of view, it's because he saw that the player was capable, I stayed on it too long. Ah, okay. So but, if, I, you know, if it had been the case where the person was struggling on it, yeah. and then, like, say in the review you put in, I didn't feel like the person was um, progressing well. I thought I thought yeah. he was struggling with it. Yeah. Then you could sort of say, well, I, didn't de- I couldn't develop it because if I developed it, it wouldn't have benefited the player. Yeah, I think to fair, I think I get my lesson, my individual lesson basic. I think I was pretty certain it was like back and cross. I think mine was mine was pretty similar. I was well. determined not to do anything complicated. Oh, no. Uh, you could, because the one other thing that I liked how a person is that little checklist of analysing a player. Yeah. I felt that, I found that really helpful. Where it's almost like a little pyramid you go down. I mean, it's a way, I always, I mean, it's easy to cheat because basically, basically all I did was Nice soft balls in his forehand, powerful on his backhand, so he automatically cocked up his backhand. Because I knew I wanted to do backhand. He played backhand. the system. I knew I wanted to do backhand, I knew I wanted to do it cross. I knew if I hit it hard at his backhand, he wouldn't be able to control it, he'd probably hit it late. Yeah. He'd be going down the line and screwing like. There you go. And then obviously, when you do your rally at the end, you slow your own ball down so he, he has time to hit the. So it looks like he's done better. Oh, you see, I did it honestly, and I as, actually, as, as my cheat would say, it's the dark arts. Right? The, dark it, arts. That is the dark arts of it. You got, you know, you got to play the system. Obviously, the system then played me back. With the timing. <laughs> um, I was too busy work trying to manipulate the system that I forgot about my timings. But basically, I don't. You probably don't know this, but when you when you do fail, like obviously I passed my group, which yeah. was which I thought would be the way around. Because my nightmare at the start of my group session, mm-hmm. I thought I thought I passed my individual when I did. I thought it was, I did great. And when I did my group, I was like, oh, I've done this wrong. Mm. But anyway, I passed the group. And then like, basically what happens is you get an email saying, oh, sorry, you, you, you failed. Please talk to your tutor. I was like, oh, what? So I went, went to Steve. He was like, yeah, you know, what you've heard of was quite a minor thing. So basically got to talk to them. 
and they'll advertise you to wait like six months okay. and build on what you've learned and just keep on training or just say go for it and you're like yes just go do it because my, my only thing is like ti- timing's quite easy I mean you could literally have just had your watch there timing's like oh this time move on yeah um, and basically when you do a reset is you don't have to, all you have to do is get a tick in the boxes that you got next Okay. So basically, I could have done the crappiest feeding in my life as long as I've got the progress in. As long as your timing is fine. fine. All I had to worry about was my timing. I could, I could have fed from court three courts down <laughs> and still technically a fast. You could have just gone like this yeah. with your eyes closed and just yeah. gone, like, I'm feeding it everywhere. Yeah, and like I said, I'm teaching him a backhand, but teaching him a serve instead because I've already got them six in the box. So again, it's not a flawed system. That's, that's another thing that I've felt with that is... If you follow that system, you're hardly ever going to really do a lesson on serve. Our tutor said, never, obviously we want the serve, but you only do a serve in le- a serving lesson in the exam if, they, if the examiner tells you to. Okay. Um, I don't know if you got to all that, but so we obviously you do your, your serving and your, your, your modules, but he said obviously you, you don't pick up and do the serve because basically the serve, from my, I think a lot of coach's point of view is, your last session of the day after a long week. It's, it's 10, 9 o'clock at night, you're like, just a good hour of serving it. I, um, now I've, I've tweaked the lesson plan slightly, so I'll follow the lesson plan that I gave, that I was given on my level 2 and on my level 3. Yeah. However, I'll probably stick to how the timing almost is over without putting the game in. Yeah. And I'll focus on, say, forehand, backhand, volley, something like that. But then I always leave like 20 minutes for them to do something on serve. So yeah. they can do serving every lesson. Serve is really important. Oh, I don't think enough coaches actually do it. A lot of coaches leave it to the last five, ten minutes of a lesson. And then when the player is serving, it's like they, t- they don't actually watch the player serve. It's like, yeah, yeah it's good, it's good. He's saying it's not. There's a lot of, a lot of poor serves out there. Oh, I think, you know, technically, like, the thing with the serve is the one thing players can do on their own. And they don't. Because it is quite boring. I find there's two ways of teaching the serve, and I'd be quite interested to know which one you go with. You can either break it down, so shorten it, yeah, or the way that I do it, which is I find a little bit more beneficial with people. If I sim, I keep the same motion, yeah, but I simplify the action. That yeah, makes okay. sense. Same so, thing. like, say if you've got an already serving motion, yeah, get them to start off doing that because then you've got the basis of what they're doing. But then you could do something like, instead of getting the hit and just, like, say, if the ball toss was wrong, do the same action. Yeah. But just get them throwing the ball up and catching it and things like right. that. Right. I think I'm going to give you a very political answer here and say it depends. Because, I mean, I've had, I think from an adult's point of view, you can probably break it down a little Again, it's hard to say, because obviously adults are stuck in their habits, so you need to break it down. Because hmm. yeah, sometimes with adults, is they don't think for about 20 years. True. They've got something ingrained into them, and you need to literally break down that serve to get it, to literally unpick it all. But I'd like had a junior because normally with juniors, I don't know, I don't know. I got this junior maybe he was a yellow ball when I got him, so he, I, I didn't know him prior, and he, he got he got taught the the uh, one two three hit. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what the coach has done with him, but he taught him that, but he didn't teach him the timing of it. Oh, okay. so, so what was his timing? All jagged. So when he got, he hit. Oh, so it wasn't fluid. It wasn't fluid. So you could see he was going through the motion. So it was one, stop, two, two. three, then hit. So he was hitting on technically So four. technically his was already 
there's no disconnected. Like, yeah, it wasn't connected. There was no motion to it. It was all very robotic. Yeah. So there's one here. So I, I obviously wanted. To, I was like, right, this isn't working for you because you're, you're out of time. You're out of sync here. Mm. So I got. I changed it to a one-two system where it was one. Two, two hit. Okay, so you changed. So I did say two because he was doing all this counting. I was like, making me just making this all far too complicated. Let your, you know, you need to get your arm behind your neck, like tick position. Okay, and then from two, from there, from one, the next number two is two hit. hit. Which okay. Also helps timing. It's what a grunt is. If you grunt yeah. the hit, it's obviously your timing. So he was hitting one, two as he hit the ball. You find the timing is just so much better. Okay. But like, yeah, he had this one, two, three, four motion going, and I was like. Mm got to stop that it's fine if you time it but it's, it was all robotic do you ever get do, i'm sure you probably get it because the action for a serve is quite hard to muster because it's two of your limbs going in opposite directions yeah because the easy i find the easiest thing to tell if a person can grasp the serve quite easily is literally get them sort of getting their arms moving in opposite directions yeah, it, yeah. it's really hard to show when you can't see the issue with as well is it's all above your head yeah everything else forget smashes but everything's ground mm -hmm. in front of you the service all above you, so it's, it's you know. Yeah, the main the main thing I found, which I was alluding to then with the arms crossing over, yeah. is you find people sort of throw the ball and put the racket up in the same place. So they'll go like this. Yeah, so they'll put both that. hands up in the air. They don't separate. It needs, their arms. Yeah, it needs to be yeah separated. But yeah, it's um. I mean, I've always struggled with my serve, even as a junior. My serve was always my weak point. I did a lot of work uh, my serve when I was in university. Did. Uh, what did I do? Yeah, I struggled with it quite a bit, but I can't remember what it was, but I remember at one point it literally clicked. I don't know if there was a point where I got to a certain height and it was all right, but it could have also been the point of when I was meant to be doing my GCSEs, I went to the tennis club and just did a lot of serving. Yeah, I think it's all practice, isn't it? it is, serving is something that you've got to repeat constantly, it's otherwise you yeah. do lose it. Oh yeah, I've lost it since I come back from university, I've got my consistency of my serve has been a little bit mm. but it's still like it's not bad if you saw my my serve actually if you saw my whole game before I went to university my coach is pretty well because you were playing five times yeah so it's improved so much it was ridiculous like even though I wasn't like the best player in the world my game has improved dramatically that's why if if a child or someone has got the drive to do it I reckon if you can do it more than once a week it's great it's the equivalent of like a kid going to school yeah and he said, right, we're going to do English today, but this is the only time we're going to do English in the whole week. We're only going to do it for one hour yeah. on a Monday every week. It's like, so they've learned the whole thing. Yeah. A week later, that's another God knows how many hours, and they've forgot it. I think that's what you get, yeah. You get a lot of that with juniors, especially the juniors who aren't interested. You get them you get them one hour or something a week, especially when they're in groups. Mm. And they, because they haven't, oh, you haven't got to practice, otherwise you just forget, and they've forgotten it. So you're back to square one, but in problem with groups is, you have to move on. You can't. You get like ten minutes with the max. Yeah, you, the way that I like, I always like to explain, and I did this at Lloyd's because you make your money from your private lessons, not from your group lessons. Yes, yeah. or you used to. That's what I would divulge on that subject for the moment. New topic. Um, <laughs> New video. When people always ask me about private lessons, I always say, if you think of it from a group point of view, yeah, you may there may be six people in your group, and you say you've divided the price of your hourly fee or. Yeah. whatever that percentage is the amount of time you get with a coach if yeah. you pay for a hundred percent of the coach's fee you're getting a hundred percent of your child or person yeah helping you and being involved in you getting better yeah that's why but then again i think it's you've got to have a mixture of both 
I always went on the sort of three bases. Is you have a private lesson, you have a group lesson, so you get used to playing with other people, and then you just have a hit where you can just play tennis. Yeah. And just relax and just have fun. Show your match it. play in there as well. Yeah, match play is match different. Play match play is always different. It's, um, but yeah, I think I'd love. I mean, I'd love my private lessons. I love my group sessions. But you have to link them together. Like I was, I was looking to when I had my group lessons, and my my, my coach was the same. I think a lot. I think it's part problem at Lloyd's is, which I sometimes found is my private less, my private coaches. Completely different. Never did my group lessons. So I always thought there was that disconnects. I always found that when I my group coach would be like, when I had the the same coach, yeah, you see me in a group and say right, yeah, but like you worked on that in a private mm. lesson. What do you do? Like, oh yeah, it's like a quick reminder. When you like had a coach who's completely different, you know they don't know your game. It's difficult. Mm. It's good to get different, not like different ideas from different coaches, but you need cons- consistency as well. Yeah, I was quite. I'm quite fortunate because. Most of the people that I've picked up, most of the kids that I've picked up from Lloyd's are ones from groups that I've taught. Yeah, I think I don't know if it's changed now. Obviously, when I was a junior there, I, when I first joined, is I got given my coach. Ah. Uh, so I don't know what it's like now. My my coach is given to me. Uh, the person just seeks out the coach that they want. Oh, right, okay. That's I remember, I, just, I, remember I, sat, I actually got, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I had, I had my main coach, always had called Rick, Rick Wally. Hmm. Always had him. And then, even when I still had him, Lloyds were giving me more coaches. So I had a guy called Paul. I think I don't know if he still works there now. Scouser. Got a bald head. Paul Rogan. Yes, Paul Rogan. So he's Paul, still there. I had Paul Rogan for a bit, and then I had a guy called Charlie, who was a Laman coach. He came from the manga. He was like, and I saw him. I was like, what are you doing here? But he's, <laughs> he's having me in the manga. So he's doing my group sessions in the manga. He's like, oh, I've, I've come back to England. I was like, crazy. But okay, like, so I started having him. So I'd, Rick. Paul and Charlie, oh. even which none of them did my group lessons. That's that's a bit. That's a pick. And then Rick left, and Charlie went back to Spain. Mm. Can't blame him. And then I kind of left after all that. Uh, that that is tough. I mean, if I think I may be wrong, but I think two coaches is probably the max that you need. Yeah, and they've both got to be sort of on the same. Wavelength and Charlie, yeah, I know Charlie and Rick definitely. They think they've got quite close together, like they're quite close friends. How would you describe the teaching style or how they want to? With me, they both knew I'm a hard worker in terms of I want to be running around court, I want to come off court dead pretty much. Yeah, so it was all rally based. I did obviously we did a few hand feeding drills, but it was really all rally based, get me moving around the court. Mm. My whole game is based on my game's not power, it's all about fitness. But I'll just, you know, run a person off court rather than a powerfully hit a winning shot yeah. down the line. I don't have that in my, you know, repertoire. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I always had the uh, fitness aspect in me to win a game, which I did. I think the majority of my game, I'd say 70% of my matches that I won, won on fitness. Oh. And so I knew I could always um, outrun a player, and, you know, I won't get as tired as quickly. Yeah, but you you grind you grind it out, which is why you like going on clay courts because it's a yeah, sl- like it's it. a slower it's a slower game and you can grind oh, yeah. people out. It's you have to construct your shots a lot more on clay rather than if you're on a hard court or an astro yeah, or yeah. even carpet. It's a lot. It's a lot slower pace, and you can to be, to be fair, it's a lot better. I feel for juniors to learn on clay. 
Because one, it's a slower ball, so the timing can be improved, the technique can be improved, but also the sort of the court, your point structure is a lot better as well. Because yeah, it's I mean, not as if I can absolutely whack a yeah, ball exactly. and hit it past you. I've got to be able to say, right, I can drag you out of line, yeah. and then as you're coming, I can hit it back there again. All these, all these different sort of patterns of play. Yeah. So the first service I learned on was clay, because I was late in Spain. Mm. I just did a holiday camp in Spain, and that's where I learned and took us on the clay. So I, I, I was quite late to tennis in terms of sight when I was 12. Okay. But the first service I played on was yellow ball, clay. clay. So I was hitting the ball above my head all the time, and it was Cause that's... proper, like, you know, Spanish sort of coaching in terms of straight into that. Give me a big racket, yellow ball, mm. off I went. It was like, I loved it. And then, obviously, I just learned to love clay. Came out to England. I don't think you've seen this, but... Low some, ball Astro. <laughs> some videos came out of um, Novak Djokovic when he was four years old being taught to play tennis and it was with a yellow ball and it was like oh yeah it's moved on so much mm. I think it's still in Spain a little bit now as well it's, get, it's getting there because I know there's still a few countries who don't follow yeah. the mini system in of Spain red. they follow uh, definitely where I'd learn in Spain now they put back onto green and red ball and all that they do that now 100% one that's come from Belgium that's now come here is blue oh yeah blue, blue. yeah the new one have you seen the blue balls I'm seeing them but I've heard about it all I, I think we stage too far when it made it all I uh, I don't I don't think it's worth the while. The only thing that I came from because the blue ball is like covered in this blue plastic paint. Yeah, it just stopped kids picking at balls. Right, okay, stuff, so don't care. No Not a problem. <laughs> don't care. Have you got any funny stories from your level three or any of your levels? Well, I told you about my uh, my missed um, your, your missed session. It wasn't a miss up, missed hour. It topped. Um, <laughs> funny session. Just like fifty-five minutes. I mean, I'd love. The disability, the disability Oh yes, was absolutely brilliant. Getting I found out that if, unfortunately, if I lose the function of my lower limbs, I've got wheelchair tennis to back it up on. I loved wheelchair tennis. It was fun. Tennis. It was so much fun. And the thing is, like you have to do that. Back, the way they hit their backhand, strange. Because I always thought it'd be like a, like a one-handed backhand like we do. Mm. And it's like the forehand, but oh, it's, it's this. And I was like, oh, right, that's new. It's unbelievably weird. Yeah. Say so, yeah, I can't, you know, funny stories. No, but I, I just loved all my levels. And they're brilliant. Did you have that one person in your group who sort of thought they knew better than the instructor? Not really. No, no, no. I think I think five of the people on my level three were from the university, so they knew oh, Steve already. And then quite Stephen McLaughlin, he's known pretty much quite well mm. known in the UK, so everyone kind of knew who he was. And everyone in the group was really nice. Everyone's got on with each other. I was no like. If you didn't know something, it wasn't like you laughed at them or something. It was like everyone helped each other. It was all, you know, everyone dragged each other through. Yeah. It was nice. It was like, it was quite a nice click together. No, there was no, like, there was no one who thought they were better than. No. They were. Everyone knew the, everyone here right now is a double two coach. Everyone needs to learn how to come on all three. There was no, like, oh, I, I'm like a first team player or anything. I know, oh, yeah. I, know I know how to play tennis, so I know how to coach. It's not like that. So it was nice. It was, yeah, everyone got on. Everyone helped each other. So it was Mine nice. was slightly different. I think they broke, like most things, it breaks down to like little clicks and little groups. Yeah, so we didn't count. And there was one, I know from going from a level two to my level three, there was three or four people who I did my level two and my level three with. Yeah. Which was quite good. But there was the odd, there was the odd person, there was, um, there was one, there was one person who you and I both know who also failed um, his exam, um, who constantly, would question 
Right. We constantly question the tutor on the smallest things. Even when everyone's like, yeah, 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 I can believe you that. He would just question it. Just, I feel like for the sake of questioning it and what have you. And it resulted in a little bit of a falling out, but I won't go into that and cause controversy. The right. other funny one, um, I can't remember the name of the guy it was, but he wasn't ready. He wasn't very good at tennis to start oh, okay. off with. And he paid for it. And because Bol- Bolton Arena is where it was, it's in quiet sort of the middle of nowhere, really. <laughs> yeah. so, people, and so people stayed at the hotel next door to oh, him. okay, yeah. This guy literally got told after, the, it's either the first or the second module, you will not pass this. Right. You will not pass this whatsoever. Yeah. And he didn't come back. Okay. However, apparently, according to people, he still kept coming to the hotel because he couldn't bear to tell his partner. Oh, no. That he he wasn't going to do it. So Kate kept up the illusion. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not good. No, it, it, re- it yeah, really Yeah, so there's none of that out on ours. It was all, yeah, everyone got on well. And so we had a laugh at each other. It was fun. To be fair, it was quite fun. I think the worst thing about it was that then the, it was at the VRQ, whatever it was called, that we had to do in between the coursework. Oh, yeah. Was yours like handwritten or was it online? online? Oh, my God. That's just an absolute boring. Did you have to do like a 10 week lesson? We were lucky our tutor forced us to do it. He didn't let us leave it all at the end. He gave us sections mm. that we had to do. Because the worst thing you're going to do here is leave it all to last week. You need to do this in, you need to do this section now, this section after this module. And by the time you get to the last you know, week, you've done it. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do in the last week while you're preparing for your assessment is worrying about. You know. All the coursework you got to. Yeah. I felt I was, because from A-level and GCSE, I had quite coursework-based subjects anyway, so I thought, right, if I get on with this, yeah, it's a lot easier. So I sort of kept going through it. Like, I organised who I was going to do my 10 sessions with quite early. Got all the lesson plans right now. So it was quite easy to get it all in. But the good th- the good thing was, is that if something was slightly wrong, the Tutor would just look at it and say, right, this needs to yeah, be Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, I'll yeah. that. So, yeah, just change this, this and this, and then it was fine. But yeah. I know what you mean. It wasn't It wasn't pain, fun. It was it a pain in the arse. It was not fun to do at all, but I guess that's part and parcel of it. Yeah, the, yeah, the, main, the main thing I thought, I didn't particularly... There was bits I did enjoy with the levels, and there was bits that I learned, and that I'm quite happy that I learned it then. Yeah. But I always found doing these levels as a means to an end. Yeah. You may not particularly enjoy it, but if you get it done with it, it'll benefit you in the future. Oh, yeah, 100%. Which is why I get with it. Yeah, right, well. Okay. Shall we move on to future levels, which we haven't done? Yeah. So we're on level three, so there's level four and level five. However, there are two different types. Yeah, so you get your level four head coach and level four performance coach. It's called, like, so they're called senior, it says senior head yeah. coach and then senior performance. And it's the same for level five as well. I think if you go down your level four performance, you do your level five performance. They're called master. Master coaches. And then you get your, what's it, the head coach. You've got, master, you got a master head coach and you've got a master performance coach. Yeah. Um, the head coach one is more accessible to people. I know that because I've looked into them. Yeah, I think... Before, I know for master performance, you need to have a national uh, standard. Just see if I can bring junior. I can bring it up and I can see if I can get this up. Uh, so, for the senior club coach, it is aimed for 
people who are running a section of a commercial club, right, or running a team of coaches, yeah, which is quite straightforward. The performance one, the level four one, is aimed for coaches who work full time in performance environment with ten to fourteen year old junior national players. Right. Okay. The hard, I look I looked at both of them and I felt. The course for the performance one would be a lot more interesting and yeah. I think it would be a lot more beneficial for how you teach and your knowledge of teaching tennis. Yeah. The hard thing is, is you've got to get those players to get on it. Yeah. There are, way, there are ways around it where you've got to write to certain people in certain areas of the LTA to get on it. Yeah. Um, however, it is just really, really hard to get on it. And I've looked at the course because I think you can only go through the LTA as well to get on it. Yeah, it's all down south, which we've, which we've talked about. However, there are bits where you go and watch a national junior championships in another country, yeah. which I think would be a great experience to go and look how. Oh yeah, kids from other countries are taught and oh, how they play. And I think it'd be yeah. brilliant. And that's why I do I do like the look of it, but I just think. Where you, it's very hard for people to get hold of national players and teach national players unless you put in the graft. Yeah. From someone from Mini Red. Yeah. All the way up to it, it's it'll take a long time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But I guess you know, level three it opens enough doors. Yeah, I know plenty of really really good level threes. Yeah. Who I'd consider to be of a cert, of a higher standard than a level three. And yeah. I don't think many many people really look at the level. I mean, great story. Um, I think it's a coach. He's an English coach. He's about 25. He's called Tom Hill. Yeah. Um, and he was a good junior player. He went out to America for college tennis. Yeah. Um, and he ended up hitting with, um, I think, uh, American girl Sophie McKinnon, is it? Not too sure. Young American and started hitting with her. Right. And after the hit, she said, I quite like hitting with you. I quite like having the feedback and all this sort of thing. And she's like, do you want to be my coach? And I don't know what his background is. I'll have to look into it. And I'd like to sort of get into contact with him and ask him all these things. Yeah. But I'm just wondering what coaching background he's got. Because he seems to be doing a good good job because he's teaching a young Greek girl at the minute. Yeah, and it seems to be going really well for him. He seems to be very highly regarded. Yeah. So I mean, you can you can go from all different sorts of backgrounds. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. But then I think there are. I think it is good to do it. I think level four is sort of the base where you can sort of say, right, I've done a, I'm up to a certain standard. I yeah. recognise as a certain type of coach. Yeah, hundred percent. I think level three is definitely the one to aim for. It opens the most doors. Yeah, it does. Gets you where you want to go in life for coaching. So, yeah, 100% level three. That's where it's at. It is. Um, um, I think. What do you think of level fives? I think, obviously, the performance of our coaches are great. They're amazing. Uh, level four, level well, five. So have you met any? Yeah. Performance coach? Yeah, my, my tutor. Your tutor? Yeah, my tutor was an level five coach. And obviously, he coached me as well. He's probably the best coach. Mm. I'd like to say definitely one of the best coaches I've ever had. Every word he said, he wanted to he listened to. It was very much a every word. He, My because um, did you 
I'm presuming your tutor was your like a mentor sort of thing. Yeah. Mine was um, a really, really good coach, uh, David Lloyd, which was um, Simon Thornywell, who's a level five performance yeah. coach. And I thought he was brilliant with the way he handled this and all this sort of thing. I did have another mentor. I had two mentors. Yeah. I had Simon Thornywell and I had Brent Parker as well. Brent yeah. Parker's a level four performance, but he's, a, he's of level five standard. He just yeah. chose not to do it. Okay, and, I don't think you particularly need to do it because if you look at it, it's time away from players. Yeah, exactly. Money. It's money. I, th- you, I mean, you're losing quite a bit of money going away with all these things and the cost of the yeah. course as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but there were certain things, little tips, and just how people acted around the court. I mean, still to this to this day, I'll sit on court with other coaches, watch how they coach, and you pick up certain things. Oh, 100%. It just Every makes coach all around coach. Yeah, different coaches have different ways of coaching, and you just pick up what you want to pick up. So, yeah. But yeah, I think... Uh... Um, the only other thing I would add is, a bit like a driving test, is after you've passed the test, you do most of your learning uh, oh, yeah, 100%. out there. Doing stuff, oh, and watching yeah. other people. You do. You might have drills after it, so from just watching a coach do it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was like a good drill. I'm gonna nick that. The, yeah, the main main things are, oh, I'll nick that. Yeah, I'll be doing that one next. <laughs> you will be. I reckon you'll be able to go around most coaches, and they'll be able to think of about five, definitely five things that they've nicked off another coach. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, but no, it's oh yeah, it's learning on the job. Yeah, uh, you've got to be given the opportunity to. To sort of be able to make mistakes, well, it's like with any job, really. Yeah, you've got to be able to make mistakes. Learn the important thing is learning from the mistakes, identifying when something doesn't work and when something works really well, and say, "All right, I'm keeping that. I'm going out." Yeah, but then again, but then again, it's different things for different people. Not hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Well, uh... Uh, the final topic, which we're going to do anything but tennis. Is your last meal? <laughs> last meal. Uh, last meal. You, unfortunately, Sam, you're you are going to pass away oh, tomorrow. What would your last meal be? And we've narrowed it down so you've got a starter, you've got a main, you've got a pudding, and you got a drink. Um, which one would you like to go so with? So drink. I'll go drink. Drink a lot of coke. So I'll coke. Go with the coke. Love yeah. my coke. Um, starter. I don't really eat starters, but probably not garlic bread. I know I'm very basic here, but you're I don't eat. Basic. I don't eat starters. So garlic bread. Main fillet steak, rare, Ooh. rare. Some fillet steak, get the blood, get the juices. I like that. Um, and then chunky kind of chips. Where it's like crispy on the outside. Yeah, but, um, very like that. Very much like that. Um, anything else with it? Yeah, then I have mashed with it as well. Have a bit of mashed potato. That's a that's a lot of carbs in there. I don't get. You got chips and you got mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm going out. <laughs> this and is start. your last meal. You're going out and start. Yeah, and then pudding. Love chocolate fudge cake, custard, Ooh. ice cream as well. Do you have it warm or cold? Warm. Smells in the middle. That's nice. You could just lie back in the chair and have that. Yeah. How about you? Me. I will go with drink. I'm going to go with some sangria. Okay. You're an alcohol. <laughs> I, I am going, I'm going alcoholic because it doesn't matter. Um, I first had sangria on a lad's holiday. Yeah. Um, I thank God the person who introduced me to it introduced me to it because it is one of the nicest drinks and most drinkable drinks, I will admit. It is nice sangria. It is lovely, especially on a day like it is now, where it's blue skies, lovely, about yeah. 28 degrees. You just have a jug of sangria, it's lovely. Starter, 
for a starter? I will go with. Ooh, I'm gonna go very Chinese based on that. Okay. I would have a chicken and sweet corn soup. <laughs> right. Okay. And it has to be Chinese style chicken sweet corn okay. soup because it is lovely. And I'd have some prawn crackers. Oh, prawn crackers, yeah. Got to have prawn crackers. Prawn crackers with it. You just leave it in where it goes yeah. slightly soggy and then you take it out before it just mushes yeah. and goes. My main... Ooh. Ah, that's quite hard. I'm not going to go with something Chinese because I think that's just a little bit boring. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with gammon and egg. Okay. Gammon and egg and chips. Okay, fair enough. That would be lovely. It was a close call because it was a toss-up between gammon and egg or like a proper restaurant-style burger where it's, yeah, about, I mean, yeah. where it's about 20 centimetres yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going with gammon and egg because it's basically... And I have to have a bit of pineapple, I will admit. Oh, no. bit of cooked pineapple on it is lovely. Right, okay. No, fair enough. Uh, Chips-style, I probably... I wouldn't have them proper chunky. Okay. I probably some with a little. Well, sort of. They're not thin, but they're not chunky. chunky okay, chips. yeah. No, like a bit in the middle where it's a little bit more crispy. Yeah. It's okay. a bit like more like um, a bit like chip shop. Okay, chips, yeah. You no, know what I mean. Can't get wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, and then for the pudding, I'll have I'll have to go with um, I'll have to go with a tiramisu. That's fair enough. I love a tiramisu. Okay, that's interesting, but yeah. It's quite, alcohol- it's quite alcoholic based. Very different to mine, but yeah, no, it's, uh, no, you know, it's good. I'm more exotic than mine. <laughs> it's very basic. I'll have mine, you have yours. Yeah, exactly, yeah. As, as the famous saying goes, Joey doesn't share food. Exactly. I'm terrible for that. I, I hate it. It's no, just like, I'll build a castle around all my food so no one can have Yeah, it. no, yeah, it's my food. If you wanted it, you should order it. <laughs> that's my that's my you know motto there's, a, there's another little one from Gavin Stacey we won't go into that no anyway <sighs> yeah it's been a good good sesh that, that brings to the end of the podcast yeah hope you enjoyed it yes we hope you enjoyed it if you'd like it please give it a thumbs up yeah thumbs up share it with people as much as you can hopefully they'll love it as much as hopefully you did yes and we'll see you in the next one